What's up guys, Batman here, and today I'm giving you my recap of HCS Salt Lake City. I was able to actually go to this event, which is a first for me, as it took place in Utah, my home state. It was fantastic, had a great time. I'm going to be posting some pictures at the end of the video and talking about some of my experiences there. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned to the end of the video. But the first half of the video is going to be dedicated solely to the tournament itself and the standings and where everything started. So with that, let's go ahead and get started with pool play. Now, the way that it works is the 16 teams are divided up into four groups, Pool A, B, C, and D. Now, in Pool A, we had FaZe Clan, G1, Complexity, and Mind Freak. In B, we had Space Station Gaming, Native Red, Bittersweet, and Cruelty. In Pool C, we had Quadrant, Native White, Cloud9, and Impact Team. In Pool D, we had Sentinels, Optic Gaming, Shopify Rebellion, and Navi. Now, the way that the pool play works is that you play against every other team in your pool. So it's almost like a division. So pool A would only play against pool A on Friday, but you play against every single team. And then it stacks up at the end to see where you land. And basically how it played out is in pool A, FaZe Clan beat out everybody else in the pool, leaving them with 3-0. G1 was two and one. Complexity was one and two and Mind Freak was 0 and 3. Pool B, Space Station Gaming won 3 to 0, and Native Red was 2 and 1, Bittersweet was 1 and 2, and then Cruelty was 0 and 3. Pool C was Quadrant with 3 and 0, Native White with 2 and 1, Cloud9 with 1 and 2, and Impact Team with 0 and 3. Pool D, we had Sentinels with 3 and 0, beating out Optic with 2 and 1. Shopify Rebellion was 1 and 2, and Navi was 0 and 3. So what this means is that the top two of each pool go into the championship bracket. The third place of each pool goes into the elimination bracket, automatically losing one of their two lives in the tournament, so to speak, as it's double elimination. Then the final team in fourth place on each pool is automatically eliminated from the tournament. So pool play is very important for many reasons and that's the first thing so mind freak cruelty impact gaming and navi were all eliminated from the tournament right away and i'll be doing some of the pool prizes and what they got at the end in terms of prize money at the end of this part of the segment so moving on to the next thing we have the championship bracket which was going to be for the quarterfinals for phase clan and native red sentinels versus native white Quadrant versus Optic Gaming, and Space Station versus G1. And then an elimination bracket was going to be based off of who lost in the championship bracket. So with the championship bracket, we had the quarterfinals with FaZe Clan beating out Native Red 3-0 as a best-of-five game series. Sentinels beat out Native White with 3-1. Optic Gaming beat Quadrant with 3-1. And, and Space Station beat out G1 with 3-0. So that left us with, in our elimination bracket, Native Red versus Cloud9, and then Native White versus Complexity, and then Quadrant versus Bittersweet, and G1 versus Shopify Rebellion. And the way that that played out was Native Red beat out Cloud9 3 to 1, Complexity beat out Native White, excuse me, Native Red beat out Cloud9 3 to 1, Complexity beat out Native White 3 to 1, Quadrant beat out Bittersweet 3 to 1, Shopify Rebellion beat out G1 3-0. So that means that Cloud9, Native White, Bittersweet, and G1 are all eliminated at this point, making it everyone who's left is the top eight. 
So next up, we had Native Red versus Complexity, who Native Red took down Complexity 3-0. Quadrant also beat Shopify Rebellion with no problems, going 3-0. So then we had the semifinals, which was FaZe Clan versus Sentinels and Optic Gaming versus Space Station Gaming. Now, FaZe Clan lost 3-0 to Sentinels, which was a huge surprise to me. Optic Gaming lost 3-2 to Space Station Gaming. Now, they moved down to the elimination bracket, and Native Red went up against Native Gaming. And Optic Gaming came out on top, 3-2. FaZe Clan came out on top of Quadrant with 3-1, meaning a matchup for Saturday morning of FaZe Clan versus Optic Gaming because now we're down to the top four teams. So FaZe Clan went up against Optic Gaming and ended up winning three and two, which was a really surprising game. I wasn't sure how that was gonna play out. Um, but when this, once they did, I was able to kind of just, I actually predicted the exact way it would go down because that meant that whoever lost in the winner's final would have to go up against FaZe Clan. And so the winner's final was Sentinels versus Space Station Gaming. Sentinels lost to space station gaming three and one and it was a pretty pretty close to a clean sweep and so we had to go up sorry phase clans my team so i'm saying we i mean phase phase clan had to go up against sentinels one more time after already losing them in a massive sweep which sentinels took us down three zero this time they took us down again but with three to one leaving sentinels coming back to face against space station gaming once again who beat them in a series of seven Four and O, and so they dominated and won their very first event in their hometown event, which was sponsored by Space Station Gaming. So it was really good celebrations all around. You could tell it meant a lot to the people who work so hard on the event, who live here, and it's their hometown team, which I didn't even know until this weekend that Space Station Gaming was a Utah-based team. I had no idea that the organization was based here. So that was really cool to see. Um, I will say that this was also Bound, who is a member of Space Station Gaming's first tournament win since he went pro. And it meant a lot to him. You could tell in the way that he was talking at the end when they were holding up the trophy and talking. You could tell that it meant a lot to not just him, but the team members. They said, we really were happy that we got to do this with Bound because this was someone who hadn't won a tournament before. And they dominated. It was such a massive blow to Sentinels. Like they didn't even win a single match against them in the grand finals. And it was so fun. It was so fun to be there and watch it live and actually have the, the roaring crowd with you. And the energy was, was amazing. Now this was a $125,000 tournament. And so in 13th through 16th place who lost in the pool play was again, Nas Vincere, Impact Team, Cruelty, and Mind Freak at $1,000 a piece is what they earned, as well as 10,800 HCS points. Next up, we have a 9th through 12th place who lost in the elimination bracket was Cloud9, Native White, G1, and Bittersweet, who each took home $1,500 and 13,200 HCS points. In seventh and eighth place we lost complexity and shopify rebels with twenty five hundred dollars and again this is us dollars sixteen thousand eight hundred points for hcs was awarded to both those teams 
In fifth and sixth, we had Quadrant and Native Red, who went home with $5,000 each and 19,200 HCS points. Leaving us with our top four, which was Optic Gaming, taking home $10,000 and 21,600 HCS points. FaZe Clan came in third with $15,000 and 26,400 points. Sentinel's going home with $30,000, taking home 36,000 HCS points. And Space Station Gaming taking home the prize of $45,000 and 60,000 HCS points. And it was a roller coaster of a tournament. I will say that I really enjoyed it. So, going a little bit more into the HCS experience that I had, um, basically, how it worked is uh, my story with it is I actually kept delaying. I was like, oh, I'll have time to buy tickets later. I'll have time to buy tickets later. I go to buy them the Sunday before the event and they had sold out five hours prior and I was devastated. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is what I've been wanting to go to for so long. Thought I'd have more time, didn't. So all week I was rushing, like posting on Facebook, Twitter, Discord, anywhere I could to see if I can find tickets. And I kept coming across scammers. Someone once tried to sell me a ticket. Now keep in mind, retail for this was $50. They were like, oh, I have tickets, uh, two of them, which is what I was looking for. For 30 bucks each. And I said, why that price? And I was curious because it sounded like a scam. And they're like, oh, I had to make a profit, which made no sense because obviously they would have been taking a loss. So there was some obvious red flag. So if you ever try to buy tickets online, do be cautious, uh, be careful. Um, eventually, I was contacted by a gentleman uh, who had seen one of my Facebook posts and said, hey, look, I can't make it. I've been to this event, this event, this event. So they'd done either the research or they'd actually been. And then said that I can't make it, but I have two tickets and I'll sell them to you for 50 bucks a pop because that's where I paid for them. And I was like, perfect. And they even said that they, you know, trust me enough that I was going to pay them, that they'll just transfer me the tickets through Live Nation first. And once I see the tickets, then I can pay them, which I was like, okay, if you're going to do that, like you're clearly not a scammer. I'm going to do it. So I did it. was super excited. Uh, my family and I went down. Um, uh, my wife and my other son, they came down for the free part of it, which I didn't know there was a free section of it at, at first, which I wish was advertised. Like once they sold out, hey, don't despair. They're still free. It was on the website, but I think like that had been a good way to advertise post ticket sales. Like that last week when they were sold out, it'd be like, hey, missed your chance to get a ticket. Guess what? You can still come and join us for free and watch B stream, C stream and D stream, as well as a lot of other fun activities. The majority of the event was actually free. Uh, which is a huge plus in my my book. Um, my family and I went in there. We got there early. We were like the second or third in line. Like we were there super early to make sure we were one of the first ones in. Uh, we went in. We signed the wall that they had um, that had the Space Station Gaming logo. And w by the end of the event, it was just signed all over. Uh, when we first got there, obviously it wasn't signed by uh, very many. And they had they came out with a underground little pass they had that had the map and everything. I don't know if you can see that. I can show a picture later. Uh, but basically what they had is they had uh, a 2v2 arena, which they had like two sets of four PCs and monitors and controllers all set up. So you could do 2v2 across each other um, in a LAN. And it was just a lot of fun to be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with strangers in person because you just don't do that anymore with the rise of online and Everything like that. It's been a long time since I've gone up against people face-to-face -face I just hadn't met before. And so my son and I went up against them, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, we did it again the next day. Uh, they had a little arcade area that you could play the, those, like, four-feet-tall arcade machines. Um, they had a bunch of classic games like Pac-Man and whatnot. That was really fun. 
I'm using this as a reference, obviously. Um, they had a little photo booth that had like a, a little museum next to it, of like a Spartan helmet and some weapons. And they had some people dressed in Spartan armor and cosplay. And you could like pose with them with the pictures or without them if they weren't available at the time. You know, like these paper weapons of like the rocket launcher and the sniper rifle. You could take pictures with your family, which was really cool. Um, they had a uh, streamer stage, which was for those who had kind of pre-registered with Space Station Gaming or worked with them. I'm not sure how that worked, but my understanding was it was pre-arranged that they could just stream live live at this at the uh, event. And they had two different stations set up, so you would see like a couple of the people. You're like, oh, I know that streamer. I'm not going to obviously bother them because they're streaming, uh, but they're just watching the gameplay and commenting and whatnot. So that was really cool. Uh, they also had a uh, space station booth that you could watch the AC the the A stream. So to kind of clarify, so B stream, C stream, and D stream were free. You we'll go to where we'll talk about where that was at in a moment. But you could watch those for free in the free event. A stream was in the depot, which was the the paid event, and that was like the live stage, the commentary, the whole pageantry, which was awesome. Um, but they had a booth where you could just kind of sit there. They had some chairs and like a flat screen TV and you could just kind of sit there and watch and keep up with the game. Uh, near that, they also had a couple booths for teams such as Space Station Gaming. Obviously, they were selling merch. FaZe Clan, um, my son and I bought jerseys because that that's our team. And we got to try out. Oh, that was the other thing. They gave you on these little cards. They gave you a little checklist of things to do that was like objectives you could complete. And if you complete them all, you could go to the space station booth and get a prize, which was like, I think a pin. Um, but it was like, find the hidden skull. And so the first thing my son and I do is look up, we're like looking up in the pipes, just in case it's somewhere there. Like we don't know what to look for. Turned out it was like this piece of paper that had like a skull on it and like a one out of five or something like that. And basically they just hit them around. We found ours on the side of the arcade machine. There was another one, I think, um, I don't know where it was. We saw we saw two of the five. Once we had our one, we were like, we're good. We got the checklist. It was like, do 2v2. Go to the FaZe Clan booth and try out the Ghost Energy drink. Go to the Overnight Oats and try a sample of that. Um, so there was some cool things there. They also had a booth for uh, Lizard Skins, which uh, basically is a skin for controllers that you could get in order to have like a better grip and more comfortable and more stylish and so my they usually charge i want to say it was like 15 bucks a pop maybe maybe 20 but they were selling them for like five bucks a pop and so we're like why not five bucks a pop there's four of us so we bought four of them and we bought one for the switch um i was hesitant to put mine on my wife put all of hers and the kids on and they liked them and i was like okay and i talked to the guy again the next day i'm like what are some of the complaints you've had you know things like that because i'm nervous about putting something on here that might be somewhat permanent you know and he's like no actually you can take them off there might be some residue but you can, you can scrub that off it comes off quite easily um i don't know if it's a sales tactic or not but it got me sold once i i kind of felt it and got to play with it and so i played it a few hours over the weekend it's actually really comfortable so lizard skins um this sponsor this video is not sponsored by them by any means but lizard skins was really great they had a great uh, couple of guys working there who was super friendly weren't pushy at all they were like hey try out the product because they had some controllers sitting there with like half of it not covered and half of it covered they had stuff for uh playstation they had stuff for switch they had stuff that you could actually do custom for your mouse your gaming mice um and so there was a lot of really cool things that they had then they had this area i don't know if they labeled it stages and playstations so they had it where you could go in this area that was pretty wide and on the 
left-hand corners you walk in, like far corner, they had about, let's see, there would be, there'd be four teams over there. So there was, you know, yeah, four teams over there. So they had a bunch of stations over there for the players themselves to play against other players. And they had some mon- some TVs you could watch. They weren't having sound on those ones. That was the C and D streams. And then the B stream, they had on this huge projector screen and they had a bunch of seats filled out, um, which I mean, they had seats for the other ones too, but this was a little bit more like higher production value, so to speak. And then they even had like these little, like not quite beanbag chairs, but soft enough, almost like a, a combo. If you were to cross a gaming banana chair versus a love sack kind of thing and it turned into a chair. They had like eight of those up front, which was really comfortable. It's where my family and I sat, which was great because we got to be actually on the stream uh, for B stream in between some of the games. Uh, my kids really enjoyed that, you know, you making you know peace signs at the, at the screen and whatnot. Um, but it was a really cool event for free stuff. They did a really, really good job. Now, to be fair, I haven't been to any of the other HCS events. Uh, I would love to hopefully go to another one again next year. I'm hoping that Space Station comes back and does one here in Salt Lake again, given that they they did so well this time. Um, there's very many, very few hiccups. There was some technical difficulties that made Phase Clan go up against. I think it was G1, um, where like it seriously. I think one of their players or their coach said it took like three hours for the whole series, and it shouldn't take nearly that long. We're talking like an hour series. Like there was a lot of downtime. Uh, one thing I would say to um, whoever's running it if possible when there's a lot of downtime if someone's in charge maybe they could switch over to b stream or c stream so there's something to watch at all times for the fans and then once this the game comes back on you know they can put it back on or whatever but there was a lot of downtime um and then on sunday we actually went and like we only went to the depot we went there super early to make sure we got good seats got what i consider to be perfect seats and i didn't want to move from my desk or from my my seat sorry i work at a desk job and I was like, okay, what am I going to do for lunch? I should have had a big breakfast and I didn't want to move. So we ended up ordering food there, which was crazy expensive. It was like 70 bucks for three little pizzas and a couple things of fries and some cans of soda. Um, so if you're going to the depot in general for a concert or whatever, I'm assuming the price is the same. Eat first because you're going to save yourself a lot of money. The food wasn't bad. It was just a way overpriced, way overpriced. I think I heard someone say that the fries were 12 bucks. Like they didn't have a price menu. They just said, what do you want? And then you just say, I want this, this, and this. Like, All right, let me see your card. And they charge you. And it's just like, yeah, okay. You probably should put prices on it, but there's a reason they don't. Um, but aside from that, I mean, the underground and the depot being separated venues almost, but they were walkable distance was really um, interesting. It wasn't bad. Um, I mean, maybe next year they could do, you know, like the Fanex. Uh, we have a, a local Comic-Con convention called Fanex. They could do it in the same area that they do there or the Southtown Expo Center. Um, this is more for those who are listening who are a part of it if they do. Uh, but it wasn't bad. Like if they hosted it again there the exact same way they did this year, I'd be totally fine with it. Um, the food was a long walk away. It was at a mall, an outdoor mall, but the food was on the other side of the station. There wasn't very many. Um, I got to meet a lot of people I didn't think I would get a chance to meet. They were just kind of walking around. You'd be like, oh, hey, can I get a selfie or... I mean, I saw a few of them on smoke break. I'd leave those guys alone. I would just kind of like, as I was walking by them, you know, to get to my car or whatnot, I'd be like, oh, hey, good luck today. And just didn't even stop, you know, just kept going. Uh, but a lot of them were really cool. Um, one of the better interactions I had was with Frosty. And it was after, not only did he have, and he's on Phase Clan, not only did he have technical difficulties against G1, they had other technical difficulties against another team. It wasn't as bad, but it was enough where it was like, all right, come on, we're just sitting here waiting. Um, and I, I don't, fault space station at all i think it's just faulty equipment technology is fickle uh 
but I talked to him a little bit after. I was like, hey, that's got to be really difficult when you're just, you know, you're mentally prepared. You go into the game, you're playing, you're goo- you're doing really well, and all of a sudden the game crashes, and you just have to sit there. What do you do? He's like, you just sit there. Uh, it's like, and I'm, but you feel like, like and I was telling him, I was like, you probably get in the zone, and then you're out of the zone because you're just going back in cold. He's like, yeah, this is part of the, basically part of the job, more or less, of what he said. Uh, but he was a, he, he can be a nicer guy. Um, one of my other favorite interactions was with Blaze. Um, he was actually walking around doing some sort of live recording thing on, on a phone or device or something. And I didn't want to ask him for a selfie because I knew that he was busy. But at the same time, I was like, this might be my only chance. And so I decided to kind of, you know, risk it. And so I was just like, hey, can I snag a selfie real fast? Like, oh, hey, no problem. And he actually like pulled me over like around the shoulder and was like, he actually was recording me, kind of did a small interview with me, asking my name and like if I'm from here and what I thought of the event and things like that. And seriously, the guy has so much charisma. Um, like, for real. He was the nicest guy I think um, anyone can meet. I said that about Frosty, too, but he, he really was. He was super charismatic. Like, over, like he was overflowing with charisma. Um, the event itself at the depot uh, where you had the stage and the, and the people talking and everything, it was amazing to be sitting there in the crowd and, you know, have Lottie and Clutch and uh, who else did we have? I mean, just all the the host, all the uh, I can't think of their, their, the name now. Uh, while she was there, you know, all the, the the casters. That's the word. So you had all the casters there talking, and and you know, you could, I don't know how their mics don't pick up the crowd. Like it's crystal clear, but the crowd you could hear talking the whole time, and you, they're like five feet away from the crowd. It's like how do you not hear that? through the mic so whatever equipment they're using keep using it um but it was just really cool the energy of the crowd you'd be like oh that was awesome and then like they would die like oh and then like once it got to space station gaming they're about to win they were like ssg 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 and like it kept getting close and closer and closer and then once it did the crowd just went freaking nuts and it was really cool it was the biggest halo event to ever come to utah to my knowledge and I'm so glad that I was able to go. Um, I did put my little nitpicks in there um, in this video. So that way, you know, if they happen to watch it, whoever the, whoever runs it, you guys did a fantastic job. The staff was great. Um, everyone was super nice. It was well organized. Just little things that I think would improve for next time. Um, but again, it was the first event. And to me, it was a home run. And I've been to other events that aren't esports, but I've been to events for FanX, for Comic-Con for other things and so i see how organization can be and what can what mishaps there can be but i feel like it was a fairly flawless event um thank you to space station gaming for hosting it here in utah and you know actually winning it really made it i think even better of a victory because everyone knew it was the home team so that's all i have for today if you have any questions about hcs and the event itself or maybe if i didn't cover something correctly feel free to correct me uh, but leave it down in the comments below. I mean, who are you rooting for? I was rooting for FaZe Clan. I actually predicted we were going to lose to Sentinels the second time as soon as I knew that we were going to be... Once we beat Optic, I knew FaZe Clan was going to lose to Sentinels, and Sentinels was going to lose to Space Station twice. That's what I predicted, and it came true. Um, but it was still worth watching. I mean, some of the best gameplays, uh, Stellar specifically, as a player on Space Station Gaming, was MVP. I mean, they didn't officially announce it MVP as far as I know, but he was... The king of sniping, I will say that. Um, uh, he's someone to look out for if you like some good snipe clips. Um, so, 
That's all we have for today. If you did enjoy this video, sorry I was a little long-winded. I just wanted to get as much information in here as possible about my experience. I'm going to try to show some pictures in here as well. Uh, but please, please feel free to like and subscribe and share this video. And, you know, let's let's grow the Halo community. And the, that was one of the things I loved about it. this project or this event was it was just a collection of Halo fans and a passionate project created by Halo fans for Halo fans. And I would love to see it again. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, follow us on all our social medias, which I'll be posting to. And that's what we have for today. Thanks for watching. And until next time, just play.